0: I'm excited to get into the second part of the introduction to the 13 scrolls, Ezekiel and the revelation of the 13 scrolls today. So we touched last week on the introduction, today I want to actually get into the dating method, the traditional dating method and the revelation of the 13 scrolls and then actually go through the, um, the order so that you can understand that better so as i said last week the title of this message is ezekiel and the revelation of the 13 scrolls so we have 13 Dated scrolls that each contain a vision, a vision that was given to the prophet Ezekiel over a period of 25 years whilst he was in Babylonia. And that was about 597 before the Common Era. So many will. be this will be totally new to them seeing the scrolls in their thirteen categories rather than the Masoretic text um, chapters and verses which of course the King James version is based upon. So again. Going to be a little, little different, and this is the question I think that we need to ask. I mean, so I'm teaching Ezekiel and the Revelation of the Thirteen Scrolls. Well, where has this understanding been all this time? Um, um, how did you come up with this, and and why, why is it actually in the order of chapter and verse the way it is? There's got to be a reason, surely. I mean, uh, what are we missing? So let's look at that, because I think that's a very, very, very valid question. I mean, if if it's so easy, so easy as 13 time and date stamped scrolls, then why haven't we heard of this before? That's a question to ask, I would think. What do you think, Tim? Right? Why haven't we heard of this before? If it's so easy as literally 13 separate time and date stamped scrolls, What's been going on for the past two or 3,000 years that we, we haven't heard about this? Why hasn't anybody else known, made this known to us in the past 2,000 or so years? Well, I believe, quite honestly, that now is the time for the revelation. To open up our eyes in this day so that we can understand the world that we live in. And I believe it has been closed until this generation for the revelation of the 13 scrolls. But let's look before we get into the 13 scrolls at the traditional dating method and see why they came up with the method that they did in the King James, the Masoretic text, with the chapters and verses. So traditionally, open up your Bibles now to the King James Version masoretic text ezekiel chapter 1 because you'll notice we're going to be looking at chapter 1 verse 1 2 and 3 and make some notes because you're going to notice that in chapter 1 verses 2 and 3 is actually in my opinion from my studies a descriptive docket you'll notice it's written In the third person, which is different than all of the other dates in Ezekiel. It stands out. And we'll get into that a little bit later. But it is a descriptive docket. This descriptive docket in verse 2 to 3 has thrown off all of the traditional dating methods. That is what has thrown everything off. It is thrown it off by men not taking into consideration that chapter 1, verses 2 and 3 is the only date not affixed by Ezekiel. It's a scribal addition. It's a scribal tab. It was not affixed by Ezekiel. But traditional methods of dating, they haven't acknowledged that. It is a descriptive scribal tab, excuse me, written in the third person. And that is what has muddled their whole thinking. That is what has muddled their whole thinking. And the whole dating method. Now, because of that, this leads to the erroneous belief that Ezekiel began his ministry in his 30th year. So the traditional dating method, they look at verse 1 and they go, Oh, Ezekiel was 30 years old when he began his ministry. The 30th year in their mind is his age. Where in reality, the 30th year is actually the 30th year of the captivity of King Jehoiachin. So they're making it Ezekiel's age. But in reality, it's the 30th year of captivity since, of course, the time of King Jehoiachin. So... They believe Ezekiel's age, 30 years old, corresponds to the fifth year of the exile of Jehoiachin. The editorial note, if you look in verse 2 to 3, is not affixed by Ezekiel himself, but in the third person. Now commenters, these commentators, what they do is they edit and then combine chapter 1 verse 1 with chapter 1 verse 2 to get it was in the fifth year of the captivity in the fourth month and the fifth day of the month that's what they end up with four, fourth month fifth day fifth year do you notice the edit what's the edit the edit is the removal of the 30th year they removed the 30th year because to them, that's his age, not a date. Now, some of you are going cross-eyed. But this is, once you slow this down and those that are recording this or can look at this later and back up, you'll see how they got their dating error. You see, to the traditionalists, the edit is the removal of the 30th year. Because to them, this is not a date. This is Ezekiel's age, which actually flies in the face of the rest of Ezekiel completely. Look at verse 1. Now it came to pass in the 30th year, in the 4th month, in the 5th day of the month. 4, 5, month. Fifth day, thirtieth year. Correct? Let's continue. And I was among the captives by the river of Heba that the heavens were opened and I saw the visions of Yahuwah. Chapter 1 verse 2. In the fifth day of the month, which was the fifth year of King Jehoiachin's captivity. What month? what month do we know do we know which month i don't know which month do you know nobody knows which month right that's a problem for the commentators so they don't know which month it is we don't know with which month it is but in verse 2 we can now go to see so what do they do This is a problem. They don't like not knowing which month it is. So they take the month from verse 1, Ezekiel first person. They insert it, here we go, into verse 2, which is the editorial docket not written by Ezekiel, but actually written in the third person. And they assign the 30th year to Ezekiel not at a date that combination and edit of verse 1 and 2 brings them into the whole muddling dating method they've assigned the 30th year to Ezekiel's age eradicating it as a date and then in verse 2 where they've got no month none of us do right What do they do? They then assign the month from verse 1 eradicating the 30th year because that's Ezekiel's age and that's their whole methodology which flies in the face of the whole of the scrolls because Ezekiel gives you the date and time of every single vision and scroll in the first person but the scribal docket is written in the third person it is a scribal tab and we'll see historically how that comes to part i hope you caught that it's a little bit of a befuddle of the mind isn't it and even i got my words a little befuddled so excuse me but it's quite you have to work through it are you confused i certainly was and i really had to go does it make sense okay good because this has really been hidden for thousands of years simply because of this befuddlement and edit and misplace and assigning a date as an age when it's really a date and then convoluting verse one with verse two and editing and combining basically making things up tradition 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 of the fathers and elders now if you question this you're going to lose your job as a scribe as an editor as a rabbi as a pastor this is not something that you would lose your position teaching theology in seminary because this has been established for thousands of years who are you to Question such things but to me in the simplicity of the text and by going through it very very carefully I think that we're going to see the revelation they leave the year behind ending up with the fourth month the fifth day and the fifth year whereas chapter 8 verse 1 should actually be the first scroll 656 the sixth month the fifth day the sixth year actually written by Ezekiel and predating the King James Masoretic text and the start of Ezekiel by 24 years that's amazing to me look at chapter 8 verse 1 And it came to pass in the sixth year, in the sixth month, in the fifth day of the month, as I was sitting in mine house, and the elders of Judah sat before me, that the hand of the Master Yahuwah fell there upon me. So the day is established, the sixth year, the sixth month, the fifth day. Six, five, six. Right Now, the majority of theologians, both Jewish and Christian, would not dare question thousands of years of tradition. But I dare question it, and you dare question it, otherwise we wouldn't be in the position that we're in right now anyway, would we? They would disagree with my salient (laughs) assertion of the 13 scrolls. And the dating mechanism within it. To them, I would pose this question. And this question is in the hopes of awakening and the scales falling off one's eyes. Because we just read something that's very important. I was sitting in my house. Did you catch it? I was sitting in mine house. The question I have, if, if Ezekiel titled chapters in the King James Version, chapters 1 through 4 are true and are to be numbered as within the first vision or scroll, and it's not, as I assert, a descriptive scribal tab written in the third person, then we have got a huge problem. A huge problem. And it came to pass, chapter 8, verse 1, in the sixth year, in the sixth month, in the fifth day of the month, I was sitting in mine house. There you have it. Deal with it. You have to make a choice. Because according to Ezekiel chapter 4 verse 4, turn with me there, lie on your left side... And lay the iniquity of the house of Israel on it according to the number of days that you shall lie on it. You shall bear their iniquity. For I have laid on you the years of their iniquity according to the number of the days. 390 days so shall bear the iniquity of the house of Israel you, Ezekiel. And when you have fulfilled them, lie again on your right side and you shall bear the iniquity of the house of judah 40 days a day for a year a day for a year for i have set you ezekiel is instructed to lie down for a total of 430 days For 430 days, the prophet Ezekiel is instructed by the mighty Yahuwah Elohim, the divine one, to lie down for 430 days. If that is not a scribal docket, as I assert, and chapters 1 through 4 are the beginning of the book of Ezekiel, which I don't believe they are, But that's what the Masoretic scribes believed and that's what the King James translators and therefore that's what Christianity inherited from Judaism. I do not believe that chapter 1 through 4 is in fact prior to chapter 8 because I do not believe that Ezekiel is a false prophet. I believe he was surrounded by false prophets. But I believe Ezekiel is the true prophet sent by Yahuwah to declare a message to a people in peril. As Jeremiah, the true prophet before him, had declared. Because by asserting that chapter 1 through 4 is prior to Ezekiel chapter 8, you've got a major theological problem. That you have to make a decision about, I've made my decision. And that is Ezekiel is a true prophet. Because why is Ezekiel in chapter eight sitting up in his house in the month of Elul, the sixth month, oh six, oh five, oh six? You've got the date, exactly fourteen months after the prophecy in chapter and beginning. We just read it where? back in the earlier scroll apparently chapter 4 right why is he sitting up in his our house in the month of Elul exactly 14 months after the prophecy where he was told to lie down because if you want to keep the chapters as they are in the Masoretic text and the King Jimmy you have to admit something that Ezekiel decided, you know what? I don't want to listen to Yahweh. I'm going to get up. I'm not going to obey Yahuwah. Because he decided to get up from lying down on his, on his side in rebellion to Yahuwah 10 to 30 days early. Because 30 times 14 is 420 days. Now some Jewish calendaration will compute it at 415 days. Some no more than 30 days. So whatever calendar you use, Ezekiel, according to the King Jimmy in the Masoretic text, he got up in rebellion to Yahuwah either 10 to 30 days early than what Yahuwah commanded. What are you going to do with that? That's a major problem that's a major problem because ezekiel was instructed to lie down for how long 430 days but 14 months later in chapter 8 apparently he's up sitting in his house either 400 or 400 so he's 10 to 30 days early do you see that He's 10 to 30 days early. Because 30 days in a month times 14 months is 420 days. And some Jewish calendars even will give you no more than 400 days. But Ezekiel was instructed to lie down by Yahuwah for 430 days. So he either totally disobeyed Yahuwah, like all the false prophets surrounding him. And he got up 10 to, 10 to 30 days early. Or something else is going on. So now me presenting that to us, we have two choices. Two choices to do with what information I've presented to you. And it's as simple as that. Number one, keep the current, non-inspired chapter and verse divisions and conclude that ezekiel was in fact being disobedient to yahuwah and he got up 10 to 30 days early he'd had enough of yahuwah he was done and he got influenced by the false prophets all around him and then seal up the revelation because you're not going to get any more revelation or number two this is what i would go with follow the order of the scrolls as dated by ezekiel not man understand that it is a scribal tab in verse two which eradicates the problem completely and you will see the most important revelation in these end times because the scales will be removed from our eyes because the loosing of the revelation is what's needed does that make sense As you look and see. Because this is so important so I've mentioned this scribal tab several times and some of you might be asking well how does that work this scribal tab well let's look at how scrolls were stored back in the historic days of Ezekiel because these 13 individual scrolls would have been rolled up in one of two ways and the bible shows us how scrolls were actually stored historically back in the day so term with me to Jeremiah chapter 32 verse 10 and we'll see how one type of storage of scrolls was implemented so jeremiah chapter 32 verse 10 and i signed the deed and sealed it took witnesses and weighed the money on the scales so i took the purchase deed both that which was sealed according to the torah and custom and that which was open you see what would happen is you'd have a piece of parchment and on the lower section of the parchment would be the deed. In this case, in Jeremiah chapter 32, you've got a land deed. So the actual deed would be written on the lower portion of the parchment. It would then be rolled up to its midsection where it would be punched. And then what would happen, It you would have some cord through the punch holes and it would be tied and then sealed with seven seals. And then the loose leaf would have an abridged version with a scribal date tab to it of when it was stored, written and stored. So therefore, you could take it out of a stone clay jar, you'd take the scroll out, and without breaking the seals, you could look at the loose leaf, and you could see the descriptive docket by the scribe with a date of what is actually in there and who has the right to the deed to break and loose the scroll. Does that make sense? So that's what we see in um, Jeremiah chapter 32. In fact an interesting side note when you get to the New Testament you come across this fella and his name's Simon the leper. That's a terrible translation because you have to ask yourself this question. Why on earth would a leper be in his house with inside the city gates? Lepers had to be outside. They were outcasts. It's, of course, Simon the jar merchant. He was a, um, a, a, a a sage and he would of course been a scribe and he had many jars and in fact if you look at that passage in the new testament you'll see that there was all kinds of jars and these were jars of course not only for incense and perfumes but there were jars for handling scribal documents so of course side note we have simon the jar merchant that was in fact allowed inside the city and one day we're all going to be in the kingdom and he's going to be, I am sick and tired everyone's been calling me a leper for 2,000 years I'm a scribe So, you know, anyway, that's a little silly, but you know, again, translations in the King Jimmy do cause us to stumble somewhat. Now, if you look at Revelation chapter 5, there was a different type of way of rolling up a scroll there. In Revelation chapter 5, the deed is written on one side, and then of course it would be rolled and sealed with seven seals, and then the abridged description would have been written on the outside with a scribe tab or docket for reference so therefore we see in the book of revelation where yochanan cries out because there's nobody worthy to loose the seven seals okay so there's the difference in jeremiah you have one parchment and you have two hole punches through the center of it on the bottom piece of the parchment is the actual land deed written it is rolled up and then thread cord is put through the punch holes it is tied sealed with seven seals and then the loose leaf the top half has the abridged version with of course a scribal tab which would have the date on it this is that scribal tab is what we see in verse 2 of Ezekiel chapter 1 that has caused all of the problems Because when they broke the seal of the scroll of Ezekiel, which they didn't have the right to do, then they included the scribal tab as a date and then they had to of course edit the 30th year of verse 1 and make it his age. This is a major problem. If we understand history and the culture and we don't go breaking seals that we don't have the right to break, then we're not going to get into the problems that we have today. Because once that seal was broken and then the scribe then asserted a certain way of looking at these scrolls and compiling them into one scroll, it became established and it went down the annals of history the way that it had been Um, communicated and again tradition so we can see these careless handlers of the scrolls they broke the date seals they broke the seals upon their discovery and then they compiled the text of ezekiel into one scroll and there we have the book of ezekiel as we find it today compounded with that the rabbis actually advocated the withdrawal of the book of ezekiel from circulation and they prohibited the reading of ezekiel um, the prohibited the reading of from the beginning of Ezekiel um, to anyone under the age of 30. Even if you were to go to Yeshiva today, um, you'll find that the, um, the book of Ezekiel is not studied in Yeshiva. So it's been closed up. Needless to say, it was a book that was overlooked and understudied for many centuries. And by the time it became more widely accepted, its format had already been established and therefore nobody questions it. But Ezekiel's visions that he had, these 13 visions, they were amazing. They were to the house of Israel that had been scattered abroad in 721 before the common era during the Assyrian captivity. And then many of Israel's princes were scattered in the province of Ectabana in Media, just a short journey from where Ezekiel was exiled in northeast Babylonia. And he them in chapter two and three and was visited by them in chapters 14 and 20 so now at this point i want to put up on the screen for you the text in chronological order chapter and verse and the dates given in the text so that we can actually take a look at this together so On the left-hand side, you'll notice you've got the text in chronological order, chapter and verses. And then on the right-hand column, we've got the date given in the text. And it is month, day, year, according to what? King Jehoiachin's captivity. So, the descriptive docket, now infamous, chapter 1, verse 2 is the only date not affixed by ezekiel a descriptive scribal tab written in the third person of course we've got no month we know it's the fifth fifth um fifth day and we know it's the fifth year it's the only date not affixed by ezekiel written in the third person so now Laying that aside, recognizing what it actually is, we can now progress in the order of the scrolls and see the revelation. And this is how we're going to open up the book of Ezekiel. So next week, we'll dive into scroll one, which begins in chapter 8, verse 1, through chapter 19, verse 14. And you can see it was in the sixth month, the fifth day of the month and the sixth year and this is talking about of course when ezekiel goes to the elders he's talking about the present state of israel all the abominations and the wickedness that he sees he starts a tunnel through and see the wickedness and he sees that the wicked are slain and that they're standing there weeping for tammuz and he sees that the glory of Yahweh is actually going to depart from the temple and it's going to go up east onto the mount of olives and and he's going to see that this is what's happening in israel in judah in jerusalem and he's going to communicate it to the elders right there by the river hebar outside of babylonia so now we go on to scroll two scroll two comes to us in the fifth month the 10th day and the seventh year you can see the natural progression This is the next revelation and it's in chapter 20 verse 1 through chapter 23 verse 49. Ezekiel's talking about how Israel is still so rebellious. Judah and Jerusalem, he says, you know, this is your time. If you're going to repent, now is the time because the hammer is coming down, the anvil and the fire and the plague. Will you repent? Will you repent? This is an opportunity for repentance. And today we're living in the parallel universe. We need to repent. Our communities need to repent. Our society, our culture, and our world. Because we are living in these times. So we can see scroll number two. Scroll number three comes to us with chapter 24, verse 1, through chapter 25, verse 17. And of course the date there is the 10th month the tenth day and the ninth year so a couple years later there and this of course is a proclamation against the surrounding territories we've got moab we've got ammon we've got the Edomites standing in the gate just chomping at the bit we've got the egyptians all of the proclamations against the surrounding territories of course ezekiel now goes into this diatribe these proclamations right here now we go to the fourth scroll and that begins in chapter 29 and it is a shorter scroll verses 1 through 16 and this is the proclamation against Egypt and you'll notice the date it's a 17 year jump it's 17 years later so Ezekiel has been quiet for some time and the date of this is the 10th month the 12th day and the 10th year quite a jump as you can see a 17-year jump from 29 verses 16 through 17. Very, very big jump there. So now we get to scroll number 5. Notice scroll 5. We don't know what month it is. We only know it's the first day of the month and we know it's the 11th year this is scroll five of course chapter 26 verse one through chapter 28 verse 26 of course this has got the famous verses and chapters in chapter 28 the proclamation against the king of tyre which is a metaphor for satan and of course that ends with a future blessing then we get into scroll 6 chapter 30 verse 20 through 26 this is a proclamation against pharaoh the date of that is the first month the seventh day and the 11th year scroll 7 this is when egypt is cast down egypt is judged scroll 7 chapter 31 verses 1 through 18 this happens on the third month the first day of the month and the 11th year and scroll 8, chapter 32, verse 17, through chapter 33, verse 20. And this is when Egypt gets her reward. She gets her just punishment. And we find that we don't know what month that is. And we don't know that... What, what month that happened? We have no idea. But we do know it happened on the 15th day of the month in the 12th year. Now we come to scroll 9. Scroll 9, of course, is chapter 32, verses 1 through 16, and this is the lamentation after the judgment of Egypt. And this came to us in the 12th month, on the first day of the month, in the 12th year. Now, it's interesting, we'll get into this a little bit more, but the Hebrew, between 12th and 11th We have a translation problem, and you might see that and catch that here. But the fall of Egypt, we know historically, it came before the fall of Jerusalem, didn't it? So we have to put the fall of Egypt before the fall of Jerusalem. So I'll get into that one a little bit later for us, because it's very important, scroll 9, that we understand the difference in the translations we have a little bit of a translation error that's caused a date shift there. We'll get into that in a minute. Scroll 10, chapter 33, verse 21, through chapter 39, verse 29. Of course, the fall of Jerusalem, which happens after the fall of Egypt, and then any any prophecy at this point, it closes. So today... We have a lot of people talking about those temple visions, but that's based upon the Masoretic text in the King James erroneous chapters and verses. Because the prophecies, they stop. And this whole idea that we're caught up with today, we're going to expose as we go through the revelation of the 13 scrolls. Because we're going to see in scroll 10, any prophetical aspect of the volume of the scrolls closes here because in scroll 11 which is chapters 40 verse 1 through 48 verse 35 it's regulated to the back of the scrolls it's an appendix ezekiel he's an ambassador He goes, and he goes to the elders, the princes, by the river Heber, and he had offered them this provisional constitution. If you repent, because look, this is happening, that is happening. If you repent, this is what Yahuwah will do for you. And he gives them the temple vision and all of this amazing opportunity. Look what Yahuwah will do if you will just repent. Did they repent? No it was a conditional conditions attached the conditions attached were you must repent if you repent then yahuwah will do this for you the temple visions but history tells us that they did not repent this was a conditional constitutional provision with an opportunity for glory if they had taken the condition but they rejected it so therefore to take that and put it as prophecy is what's called false prophecy it was a provisional constitutional opportunity that was rejected therefore the prophetical aspect of it ceases you cannot take that divorce it from its historical context and bring it forward and put it on the state of israel zionism and say oh this is our future no it's not get over here I'm getting signs from the communication office I'm I'm like you got you got rid of my tape that's not my fault right i need lines i need like i mean runway we need you in the back with the us be doing this yeah scroll 10 Okay, when did that come? 10th month, fourth day of the month, 25th year, after a 13 year silence. Why? Because he's hoping that they repent. He truly wants them to receive and be the recipients of this glorious, glorious future. So he gives them 13 years. Yahweh has given us some time, hasn't he? He truly has think think what think think what has happened since 911 got to be careful when i do that right but think what has happened my goodness i thought it was all coming down then the Patriot act and now you can't you can't go to the airport before, you know without them looking in your chapstick i mean it's ridiculous isn't it like i got a bomb in my chapstick give me a break i mean it's insane So, he's given us a lot of opportunity. The financial crisis of 2008 was convinced then. He is long-suffering. But look around. How much longer? There is a time of silence. There is a time of silence before the judgment comes. And we see a 13-year period here. I know some of you, myself included, I have been ready and prepared for over a decade. I mean, I have, we have, we have been living with expectation and many of you, but do not give up hope because our hope is to get through the tribulation and see his glory, to get through the tribulation and see his glory because it is untenable, the situation right now. It cannot be sustained. It cannot. It is a house of cards and people have said oh, people have been saying that for years, Look around, wake up, because Yahweh is raising up his army. We are a strong, mighty house. I think of the strength and the faith that I have now, and I thought I had strong faith 10 years ago. My goodness, his long suffering and favor is to equip his saints, because as we get stronger in the faith, those that aren't pressing in are getting what? weaker in the faith there is a disparity between the remnant and those that are just caught up in the flock and the herb and are being fleeced fleeced ready for the slaughter ready for the slaughter. So Yahweh, we see it with the prophet here, a 13-year silence because he wants to shame Israel into repentance. And I feel ashamed. I would feel ashamed, more ashamed, if I was actually born and bred in this nation. But my goodness, the opportunities that have been squandered, the opportunities that have been squandered by Americans from generation to generation, And Ezekiel is trying to shame the nation into repentance. Look at all the things that are happening. Are shameful, are they not? Shameful. Governors, mayors, presidents. It's everywhere and it's from the top down. Abomination after abomination in the daylight. In the daylight. They don't do it in the shadows. Proud as anything. Ezekiel 13 years of silence to shame them into repentance. I find us in the very same situation. So scroll 12 now is in the first month, the first day, and the 27th year. And we find it is in chapter 29 verse 17 through chapter 30 verse 19. And Babylon, Babylon will plunder Egypt And finally we get to our 13th scroll. Chapter 1. Chapter 1. You see how truth and revelation turns everything on its head. And I'm saddened. But I'm also encouraged. I can't tell you how many people have contacted me recently, personally. And said, do you realize just to be associated. If people know that we're associated with Torah to the tribes. The persecution that we get. And the ridicule and the shaming. All right, really? Oh, yeah. It's just insane to me. Because you know what? The broad road is the easy road. And questioning these things, you just really, really find yourself with a few, few that are willing to question. And I've always been a questioner. I don't have all the answers, but I've got pretty much all the questions. <laughs> And Yahweh is faithful to give us the answers if we seek him. It says in Jeremiah 29 verse 17. That if you seek me with your whole heart, I shall be found by you. And I will, I will listen to you. And that's it. You seek him and you will be found by him. And he will listen to you. And he actually does. Because he gives us a hope. And he gives us a future And I know that this prophecy of Ezekiel can be daunting. But I have more hope and more excitement about the future. Even though I know it will be a tribulation like has never been before on the face or never shall be again. If he is with you, then who can be against you? Greater is he who is in me than who is in the world. So I go into the world, do what I need to do, and I'm out. And you know what? That's a witness to people. There's people that have been coming over to our house and saying, you know, I like what I see over here. And I say, well, you know, we, we, this is how we operate. We have very strong boundaries. And I am in the world, but I'm not of the world. So I go into the world, I do what I need to do, and then I'm out. And that's what you see here. It's like, I see that. And these are, these are people that are waking up many one 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 gentleman that that was in the christian church but maybe hasn't been for a while and you know what it's the holy spirit testifying through his people because people are despondent with the world it is ugly and i try to isolate myself from the world i go and do business with the world because you know what i'm in the world but i'm not of it and then i'm out very separate. We've got to establish boundaries in these days. No commingling. You can't let it all just kind of seep through you. We have to establish those boundaries. Ezekiel established those boundaries. The 12th scroll. Babylon will plunder Egypt. Now the 13th scroll. We come to the 4th month, the 5th day, and the 30th year. I've got to tell you a little truth right now. I do speak the truth, but especially with this dating thing. Oh my goodness. You know in England we do it all back to front, right? We drive on the proper side of the road. And also, when we do the dating, it's the day first. Of course, it's the day first. Then it's the month, and then it's the year. So I've had to get into this whole American idea of dating and driving on the the wrong side of the road. The South Africans, the Australians, the British, of course, we, we've got it right I don't I so going through this, I was like I had to make big notes. American dating. Otherwise it sounds like a TV show, doesn't it? But otherwise I'd have got even more confused than you're confused, right? Scroll thirteen, the fourth month, American style, the fifth day, and the thirtieth. and of course this is the priestly commission of judgment discharged as rebellious Israel has rejected the constitution set forth they rejected it so I hope that makes sense we can put it up on the screen one more time but I think you can download it afterwards and really go through it but all dates succinctly to summarize it all dates in the text except Chapter 1 verses 2 through 3 were affixed by Ezekiel. All dates are from the first year of the captivity of King Jehoiachin, which was 599 before the common era, in Second Kings chapter 24 verse 15, which lasted for 37 years and was then later alleviated. You can look at Second Kings chapter 25 verse 27. Ezekiel's visions—I mean, this guy had visions. Can you imagine 25 years of visions? Do you know what they would they would put you in the in the mental ward? They would put so many drugs on you, wouldn't they? Yeah. Wouldn't they? Yeah. 25, they're like this got 25 years, you know. 25 years of visions. Amazing. Yahweh had his hand upon the prophet. The closing chapters, including the temple visions predate the opening chapters by five years predate the opening chapters by five years let's look at scroll nine because the fall of egypt happened before the fall of jerusalem If we pop it back up on the screen quickly, you can see scroll nine. Look at the dates and you're like, well that one's in the wrong order. No, it's not. Because Jerusalem was destroyed by fire in the fifth month, we don't know what day of the month, in the 11th year of Jehoiachin's rule. You find that in 2 Kings chapter 25 verse 8 and Jeremiah chapter 52 verse 12. Now, Think about it. If news didn't reach the exiles until the 12th year, 10th month, it took over a year and a half for the news to travel a distance. that The prophet Ezra, it only took him four months. What's up with that? I mean, either Ezra had an amazing stallion and they gave, you know, the rest of the people some old nag, which I don't think they did, or something's going on with our translation i think something's going on with our translation because it took ezra four months why would it have taken them a year and a half to travel the same distance because a few hebrew texts and one ancient translation have 11th instead of 12th so in scroll 9 11th is the Hebrew word ashtay, those Hebrew scholars amongst us. It's an Ein Shin Tav Yod. It means 11th. Ein Shin Tav Yod. The Strong's numbers associated with it are 6249, 62, and 62.35 you can drill into it in your own time and then you'll notice hang on a minute look at the 12th 11th now 12th is the hebrew word asar ein shin resh. the strong's numbers for that are 62.40 and 62.35 well hang on a minute 11th and 12th oh right they're the same the difference is only the hook and the score of the tav and the yod in hebrew it's a scribal error it's a scribal error So 12th looks to me to be a Masoretic copyist mistake. Because it should be 11th, which would actually coincide with history. Because we know that the fall of Egypt happened before the fall of Jerusalem. That's why I've got it in that order. Does that make sense? I love it when somebody's agreeing with me. Because nobody does anymore. i feel sorry for mario in, in in arizona the poor bloke he's getting hammered you know he goes anywhere he's like oh you're a torah to the tribes i think people like throw produce at him when he goes groceries shopping <laughs> we love you mario but he's getting hammered the poor guy i mean it's what happens man i don't understand it why are people so hostile <laughs> hostile I mean, me and Steve, we were just talking in the, in, in the back room before. It's like, you know, there, there are so many different understandings we're talking about. Just talking about Shabbat. Some people, nine, there's nine hours in a day, 12 hours. You know what I mean? But we, within the congregation, there's many different understandings. But we can still come together. Yes, the message of the ministry that I'm vocalizing is one singular message, but that doesn't mean we're going to be all hostile and start attacking one another. It shouldn't be. Yes, we want to have one clear message that's going out, but that doesn't mean that we're all going to be exactly, I mean, goose-stepping together, right? Even though some actually say apparently we do goose-step, right? But we don't. We really don't. We really don't. anyway so anyway that's scroll nine you looked at that order and you saw the date hopefully and you're like well why is that scroll nine well because it should be the 11th year not the 12th year because history tells us and now we know the text tells us that there easily could have been a scribal error weigh the evidence history language culture and therefore, you make a very, very balanced decision. So, I, I'm thoroughly excited. I think that's about all I've got for today. But, uh, no, actually I don't. I think I have something more. Because it is very important for us to make associations through the text with our current events today. Because something that I notice as I go through the scripture is Ezekiel was taken captive and he was taken captive and he's taken to this place called, did anyone catch it? He's taken to Tel Aviv. You're like, what? He's taken to the coast in Israel? No, he was taken to Tel Aviv. If you look at the text, Tel Aviv or Tel Aviv, is near the river Hebar it was a canal that flowed into the Euphrates just southeast of Babylon if you look you'll notice that's where Ezekiel was taken he was taken to Tel Aviv a canal that flowed right off of the river euphrates southeast of babylon and then i start to look in the bible and i start to see what's happening geopolitically today and i'm like this was a proclamation against a nation in abomination and it happened and the judgment was proclaimed from tel aviv well, the Bible tells us in the prophetic today that the proclamation against abomination will happen where? It will begin in Tel Aviv. Not the Tel Aviv in Babylonia just off of a canal off of the River Hebar, but Tel Aviv on the Mediterranean coast in Israel. Because look what Zechariah chapter 13 says. There's going to be a shake-up in the Middle East. There is going to be a shake-up, and I think personally, the embassy move—it it might have been what done it. That was some bad English, wasn't it? <laughs> Homeschool—the homeschool mothers are like, "That's what done it." That would get my mother outraged. I didn't do it, Mum. Zechariah thirteen, eight, and it shall come to pass. That's what happens when that's me being in the world down at that school of mine. That's the problem, see? I need to be down there with like some Bose headphones, listening to angels sing. And it shall come to pass that in all the land, saith Yahweh, two parts therein shall be cut off and die, but a third shall be left therein. And I will bring the third part into the fire and will refine them as silver is refined and will try them as gold is tried. Later as we get through the scrolls, in the second scroll of Ezekiel, you'll notice this is the same judgment this is the same judgment Zechariah attributes the same judgment to modern day Tel Aviv as Ezekiel attributed to Jerusalem you will be refined as silver through the fire you are going to be judged no longer being silver but like dross And therefore, refined severely because the greater heat is going to be needed. Silver is one of the hardest metals to refine. But where exactly will this happen? I think we need to be looking at the Gaza Strip from Ashkelon, Ashdod, the sea coast of Israel. Because the Bible tells us it's going to become literally leveled like a cow's pasture. It's going to be leveled like a pasture. And even all the way down to the lowest part on the earth, the Dead Sea is going to just be dried right up. It's drying up right now. But it's escalating. Zephaniah, chapter 2, verse 4. For Gaza will be forsaken, and Ashkelon a desolation. They shall drive out Ashdod, at noonday that means in sight of the nations everybody's going to know about it at noonday there's going to be nothing hidden they are going to drive this is the sea coast from the gaza strip all the way up through tel aviv all the way geographically and ekron shall be rooted up woe unto the inhabitants of the sea coast the nation of the cherethites the word of Yahweh is against you o canaan the land of the philistines i will destroy thee that there shall be no inhabitant. And the seacoast shall be pastures and cottages for shepherds and folds for flocks. And the coast shall be for the remnant of the house of Judah. They shall feed their flocks thereupon. In the houses of Ashkelon shall they lie down in the evening. For Yahuwah their Elohim will visit them and bring back their captivity. I have heard the reproach of Moab and the revilings of the children of Ammon. Wherewith they have reproached my people and magnified themselves against the border i had high hopes like many of you did for donald trump but i really think that he's a bro- a block breaker i mean all of these blocks that have been just solid that they, they haven't the globalists haven't been able to move for decades this guy just can get in there. He, doesn't, he, he works so unorthodoxly that he's just opening things up. I actually think the, the globalists are using him to expedite us to the apocalypse. Those things that were blocks, man, that guy's just breaking through because he's working in a politically unorthodox way that is just shaking things up. But it's not biblical agenda. It's not your and my biblical agenda, Yahweh's agenda. It is still the same globalist agenda. There's still compromise. It's co-mingling. But things are happening way faster than they did with Obama. Way faster than they did with Bush. Things are happening quick. You and I are seeing an escalation towards the revelation of the apocalypse. What's going to happen is the seacoast of Israel is going to be absolutely terrible. Turn to a pasture. Turn to a pasture. We just read it. And it's the very same judgment that Ezekiel prophesied over the house of Judah in Jerusalem. The same silver, the same dross, the same furnace. And it's in the same place. He was in Tel Aviv and it's going to happen in Tel Aviv, says the prophet Zechariah. Now we know that when that destruction happens, and there's many idiots and I'll say the word that are believers that are flocking over to the land of Israel now the book of Jasher tells us which is an extra biblical work that the house of Ephraim they didn't heed the prophecies they got their dates all mixed up and they left Egypt 40 years early and they got slaughtered in the wilderness what's happened is people have got their dating method of ezekiel wrong therefore they're projecting this zionistic idea of a future temple which was a conditional provisional covenant that they rejected so it's not prophecy and therefore they're flocking over to israel they're going to be like ephraim in the book of jasha slaughtered wiped out destroyed then when Yahweh. Is going to raise up the true royal house of Judah, which we've done a teaching on, which is all through America the regal Negro that is now coming up as the royal house of Judah, and those that have been hidden in the nations, and those of us and come back as a multicolored coat. Of joseph and what's going to happen is those shepherd folds will be where we will go and be allowed to take pasture and then that is when you'll see the implementation of the millennial so right now the escalation is happening so fast so quickly because the bible is true and every man is a liar it's amazing to me and i'm so thankful for all of you i'm so thankful for you out there because the words of ezekiel chapter 3 verse 17 they are ringing true and they've been taken to heart by so many of you so many of you are truly taking those words to heart because those words they apply to you i have made thee a watchman unto the house of israel therefore Hear the word at my mouth and give them warning. Give them warning to me. And that's what we have. People out there that are tuning in, coming in and saying, Yes, I am that watchman. I see it clearly. Clearly it's written in the Bible. Now's the time to proclaim it. Because there are people around that need to be helped. Because we are, like I said last week, our brother's keeper. The judgment begins in Tel Aviv. Very serious admonition. And I can say it because I can stand on the word and know that the word is true. Because Ezekiel, again, brought that judgment at Tel Aviv. Dig into it. Drill down into the language, the text, and the culture. And we will see with these 13 scrolls. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm obviously a little jacked up. But my, the scales have been lifted off of my eyes. Understand I've been in Ezekiel for a, a, a long time. I mean I I mean I, just a long time. I mean all the time basically. And I just seem seeing so much. It's exciting to me. So We just ask, Father, that you would bless this word, the Abba, as we dig in next week. I'm so excited to dig into the first scroll next week, chapter 8. And Father, we ask that you would bless this message, bless this ministry, bless the people that Abba are listening, that Abba, that you would give them be a shield and a guard to them, Abba, when they feel persecuted and are persecuted, Abba. And Abba, we just thank you. We thank you, Abba, because we know that your son said that if he was persecuted, then how can a slave expect better punishment than the master better treatment than the master we are our savior's servants and if they did it to him they're going to certainly do it to us he wasn't popular we're not popular but we thank yahuwah that people listen so father we thank you lift this into your hands in yahushua's mighty name questions comments anyone at all yes
1: it's on there. Check one, two. I said that an interesting correlation with the 20, or you said uh, 13 years. Uh, 13 years after 9-11 would put us at 2025, which uh, the 2045 initiative puts the singularity where we have the internet in our brains.
0: Oh, 2045? Yeah, the 2045 initiative. So that'd be a pretty good time to roll it out,
1: the judgment, right before they pull the trigger on that. It would be in 2025. And they have that on their website right there that puts it 13 years after 9 11.
0: Well, 13. 9 11 was in 2001. 2001.
1: Oh, my bad. Way off.
0: I'm like, okay, okay, hang on. It's the King Jimmy. It's the King Jimmy. He's messing with his mind. It's the dating method. i threw i totally understand there's too many dates i threw at you today right you're like what verse one verse two scribal docket king jimmy masoretic tech what's going on that's why we put the, the 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 docket up there with the order of the scrolls great job tech room so that you can study it we'll get it on a download afterwards but when you're when you can't sleep at night, this is the kind of stuff that it just gives you amazing dreams. Let me tell you, I love putting my little heater on, and yeah, I love it. It's amazing. Praise yeah. you! Are. All right, and we have any other questions? No. Oh, you have you have a crazy question? All right, he's got the cray cray question in the back. No, I'm up for it. I don't mind. Oh, all right. Sorry, you guys don't get to listen. It's private, apparently.
1: (laughs) Uh, No, just an encouragement to everyone. When you're persecuted, just, you know, people... Yeah, encourage
0: the brethren. Because there are people that literally say that they... When they start saying, oh, Torah to the tribes, Matthew, Nolan, that people are like, whew, yeah, yeah, no, we don't want to go out for dinner with you. Yeah, no, no, you know what? Something came up next week. Yeah, 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 no, yeah, don't come around our house. It's kind of discouraging, right?
1: It, it, you know, and it can be discouraging, especially in this community where you're looking for those connections. Um, no matter where you are across the world, you're looking for a few brethren to study together and just to be of one accord. But my encouragement to people out there is to remember that you are the light. Mm-hmm. And what you are studying and what you're, um, what you're learning, um, when you bring up toward to the tribes and people begin to persecute you through words or whatnot, Be encouraged to be the light and show them that what you are studying is bringing forth fruit by the character that you exhibit because you represent the king. And so remember that, just like you said, they persecuted the father. They persecuted the prophets. How much more us? And um, I tell my children every day, well, we're not being hung. We're not being burned at the stake.
0: Hallelujah. Just being yelled at um, so, from pickup <laughs> pick trucks and shouted at in Home Depot.
1: No, we're on blogs. You know, we're being persecuted on blogs and Facebook yeah, and whatnot. Yeah, And you fake, know what? It? It's just a preparation for the future. So just Hallelujah. be careful and know we're being tested. That's right. Amen.
0: All right. Blessings be blessed. And we'll catch you next week at TorahToThetribes.com. We'll have all these scrolls and um, that listing uploaded. Amen. Thank you, Father.